Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Tiffany here from Swish, and I want to talk about being a problem solver. In my classroom, I'm always telling my equal firsties to be problem solvers. In first grade, that's one thing, but in adult life, it's a whole other. It can be really difficult to train your brain to go into a problem-solving mode. Maybe you don't even know where to start. It's a challenge that we all face in life. But when you learn to better help your brain find solutions, it's truly a great feeling. And if you've ever been thinking of giving therapy try, BetterHelp is a great option. BetterHelp is convenient, it's accessible, it's affordable, and it's all online. And on top of that, they match you with a therapist just by filling out a brief survey. So when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com swish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash swish. Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-Potter podcast. Swish and Flick, everyone. The Swish and Flick. Hello and welcome to episode 87 of Swish and Flick. I'm Tiffany. I'm Megan. I'm Katie. I'm Harris. And this episode is sponsored by Dana Monsees. Thank you, Dana. Thanks, Thank Dana. you. Today we will be discussing chapter 16 of Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, or the Hot Cup of Fire. (laughs) Um, That threw me off, but the chapter (laughs) title is actually The Goblet of Fire. (laughs) So we're reading The Goblet of Fire, and the chapter is Goblet of Fire, or Hot Cup, whatever you prefer. So I hope you're ready to dive into the details, and before we begin, Meg has something for our weekly profit... I do. It's more so a rumor, but I thought that this could be a nice little discussion. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, over the past couple months, we've gotten word from, like, Australia and Canada that Netflix got all of the Harry Potter films or some of them. Interesting. Um, And I think France, maybe. But, like, America's not getting them. Why? Well, the rumor we about not having them. No, the rumor is really annoying. If I'm going to be honest, okay. because apparently Warner Media and NBC Universal are starting their own streaming service. Ugh. Can we oh, stop this nonsense? No, well, Disney's doing it, so why not them? Well, right, exactly. It makes more sense. Uh, I don't know. I mean, like, I'm not trying to just be a Disney defender. Oh, sorry. I didn't know it was a video. (laughs) (laughs) Not trying to be a Disney defender, but, like, it makes more sense for them to have their own because they have so much content and, like, so much old content that they Mm -hmm. could bring back that people would be interested in streaming. But, like, every single movie, you know, company can't now have their own. That's going to be so frustrating. Yeah. It sucks. But they well, say that Harry Potter's not coming to Netflix in America because apparently in 2019 and 2020, Warner Media and NBC Universal both have streaming services launches launching. So that's two different streaming services launching in the next two years. That's crazy. How much money do they need from I me? I mean, I won't pay for it because I don't care enough. No, I but it's just that. like, it's I frustrating don't pay for anything now. because like streaming services came about to save you money on cable and now there's so many streaming services, well, it's almost as much as cable. It's almost, like, you, say. the whole yeah. point of it really is to have everything in one place. Right. And now you have to go A, B, and C places, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, it's not, it's like, it's yeah. totally defeating the purpose of streaming yeah. services. So it's really frustrating because now 
you can pretty much bet that all NBC and Warner Brothers movies are going to leave Netflix and Hulu and everything, and they're going to go to the I mean, streaming but Disney service. as well, right? Disney is leaving. Yeah, Netflix. Well, they pulled before they had, they pulled everything off of Netflix anyways, and then all of the new movies, they're like, they're going to go on, um, on Netflix for a while anyways. And then like Beauty and the Beast, I think is already gone. It's, uh, it's gone like tomorrow, I think, or Monday. Yeah. And then Christopher Robin is coming on. Yeah. But it's like alternating. They're only putting the movies for a very short period of time and alternating them and whatnot because they're all going to be on their own streaming service. It's just so annoying. Also, we we all have the movies, so if we wanted to actually stream them ourselves, we could put them in a DVD player and watch them. Yes, I know. But for the people who don't do that, you know? It's just, just I just am really over, like, every single thing getting its own streaming service. Like, that defeats the purpose of them. And it's getting frustrating. I just want, like, Netflix, give me a variety of things. Yeah, like, I'm okay with, like, paying for two, three tops, no more than that. I'm not going to branch off That's more than lot, though, I'm not going to branch off is. more of Netflix and Hulu and yeah, then probably Disney because what, that's who I am. What but if like, you're $20 a month? Exactly. So you're at 60 and then what if you still have cable, which mm-hmm. is insane anyway? Yeah. You know ridiculous. what I'm saying? Like who wants to spend $250 when you add in wireless? Nobody wants to do that. Right. Like, yeah. I'm not going to waste my money on that. That's crazy to me. Whatever. <clears throat> I'll just buy your DVDs, Disney. <laughs> I mean, Again, I would do. Disney. I like have almost all of them anyway, but I'll probably stream it just because they'll put super old stuff that like probably isn't even released anymore on there, yeah. which will be really cool. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, but I, I would do Disney, and I like Netflix. I don't ever really watch Hulu, anyways. I really only watch Hulu for The Handmaid's Tale. Yeah, mm-hmm. but like I don't like I'm. I have a profile on my dad's netflix and then i have a profile on my sister's hulu so i pay nothing (laughs) but i guess they're cracking down on that they're gonna see like who how many profiles you have and then charge you more yeah because i technically also have one on matt's netflix because matt's netflix is on the tv i'm boothing on that yeah it's uh you know it is what it is it's the times man it's the times yeah all right well on that note it's time for the r- 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 recap. We're bringing it back to classic. <laughs> All right. Last time, Harry tried to lie to Sirius about his scar in an attempt to stop him from traveling and risking getting caught. But nice try, Harry. Sirius's own words. Uh, he makes it back in town safe and sound, though. We find out Harry has a strong mind and can resist the imperious curse. It's announced when the students from Bobatons and Dorm, Dormstrang, mm-hmm. as I say it, we just <laughs> yeah. learned. We'll arrive, and the school can't talk of anything but the Triwizard Tournament. Fred and George are still being secretive. Hermione's still on a house elf rampage. Bobatons arrives in a horse-drawn carriage the size of a house, and Dormstring emerges from the lake on a giant ship. And who's on that ship? Grum! 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 Oh, gosh. Grum! Things get fiery in this chapter, or one would say a whole goblet full of fire. (laughs) Students, old and new, gather in the Great Hall for the welcome feast with some added dishes from other countries. Uh, Ron is not pleased. The students find out who the judgy people are going to be, and they have 24 hours to put their name in a hot cup that flames, and it will choose the people. So uh, Dumbledore draws a line in the sand. Well, I mean on the floor. And uh, people were wishing they were older to cross it when there's... consequences i guess is what i meant to say so harry ron and hermione visit hagrid and once at the uh 
Halloween feast. I don't know why I struggled to read that word. The names are called with a surprise ending. The end all be all. Harry Potter. Ermagur, Victor Crumb. <laughs> <laughs> so Ron <laughs> basically loses his mind. You spelled Victor wrong too. Oh, Victor. I knew Vicky. Vicky. Isn't um, that a song on from what's it show? Fairly Odd Parents. Icky Vicky. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Throwback. <laughs> That's another um, one we could talk about on our true. Nickelodeon podcast. Get true. out of here. Along with my shiny, my shiny teeth and me. Yeah. Song with Chris, 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 Chris Kirkpatrick yeah. is the singer. Chip Skylark. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. So good. You can guess for Rocker's Modern Life. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Hermione's basically telling Ron to chill out because he's only a Quidditch player. And Ron's like, no, he is one of the best seekers in the world. Second to Harry Potter. Ron <laughs> didn't know that he was still in school, which I find to be pretty interesting seeing as how Ron is like very up to date on the wide world of Quidditch. Right. And he like loves Chrome. Yeah. I feel like that right there is just like a telltale sign of a difference between Europe and America. <laughs> like, I mean, like here we would know everything about that player. Everything down to his favorite color, his favorite food, where he was yesterday, what he was wearing, um, what he's doing. Whereas like in England, it's just he like, snogging? <laughs> it's just like, oh yeah, he's a Quidditch player. He's the best seeker in the world. End of story. That's it. Yeah. 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 It's but quite I wonder, different. too. Nowadays, we would know everything about it, but I wonder, you know, 20 years ago, right. they might not know more than 20 years yeah, ago. Yeah, they might have say. the technology. Yeah. yeah, 20 years ago, all they cared about was the, like the royals. <laughs> I mean, it's true. Uh, Just watch The Crown, it'll tell you all you need to know. It's a good show. Lee Jordan is trying to get a better look by jumping up and down. I just thought that was pretty amusing. Sixth-year girls are searching their pockets to try and find quills to get his autograph. And one of them says, do you think he's he'd sign my hat and lipstick? Oh, my God. <laughs> I'll do I've, it. I've been in that moment, though, like, oh, my God, I don't have a Sharpie. Mm-hmm. Hermione is judging pretty hardcore. And I said, come on, Hermione, you need to have a little bit of fun. Yeah, she she's very very opinionated in this chapter. Yeah, lots of peppers. Yes, um, Ron wants his autograph too, but no one has a quill for him. And I said, "Well, your tune's going to change mm-hmm. soon enough when it comes to Crumb. oh yeah." Um, <laughs> Crum and the other students from Dormstrang were wondering where to sit, and they ended up settling in at the Slytherin table. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. I got the cool guy. I mean. Yeah. Crumb's Sorry. okay. There's nothing wrong with him. I have Luna. Woo-hoo-hoo! And Cho. I'd rather have the whole thing than a Crumb. Well, you also have <laughs> all of the uh, the Bobaton students because they sat at the Ravenclaw table. Uh, Katie gets Cedric. Woohoo! Yeah. Not for eh. much longer. <sighs> wow. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Get goodness, out. Goodness deep, real quick. <laughs> so the Bobaton students are bringing. Being pretty judgy. Um, they had their shawls around their heads and they had really glum faces. And I'll get to another quote later on where they're being pretty judgy. And I said, um, I bet they wish they were, they were, to- they were totally hating on Hogwarts right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. 
when I was rereading this part, I legit just thought of Queenie going, I can't tell if you're making a joke or if you're just French. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. <sighs> Don't be judgy. So when they when the uh, dorm training <clears throat> students came in, Ron's pretty much like trying to push Hermione off the seat to make room for the students because he really wants Crumb <laughs> to be at their table. Poor Hermione. Um, so when they end up sitting with Slytherin, Malfoy's and his little crew of cronies are looking very smug that they got crumb and the dorm strength students sitting at their table. Ron was very upset about this turn of events. And I said, he's like fanboying really, really hard. And he's also like trying to give up his bed in order to have crumb be able to stay in the Gryffindor <laughs> common room. <laughs> like he's like, I bet I could like sleep on a camp bed or something like that. That's so funny. And Hermione like snort laughs at this, pretty much making fun of him. You guys want to compare me to like Ron with Crumb and me and Taylor, but I was literally sick. I wouldn't have been thinking of these things. I like wanted to vomit. Yeah. She did. She wanted to. <laughs> I know. I know. I mean, like, I wish that I had had his enthusiasm, but no, that's not the truth. <laughs> um. So the peeps from Dormstrang are taking off their furs and they're looking around and they're examining how awesome <laughs> the ceiling is. And it sounds funny. They're taking off their furs. Oh, they were. Like, what? <laughs> you seen Anastasia when the, they're perf- not performing, but they're trialing Anastasia's. Grandma, yeah, it's me, Anastasia. She's got furs on. That's nope. what I think of. Sorry I to interrupt you. You need to watch it that movie. I know I should. So good. It's coming. To You've the never Playhouse. seen that movie? <gasps> it's so the musical's coming to Playhouse Square. It is so good. Maybe I'll see the musical. I'm going to. Um, they're also admiring the golden plates and the goblets. They're impressed, as you should be. We balling at Hogwarts. Um, Phil's just busy adding chairs to the head table and he's wearing his best moldy tail coat in honor oh for the occasion. I said maybe he got at the same shop as Ron's dress robe. Oh. <laughs> I wonder if they matched. I hope so. Phil adds four more chairs, two on either side of Dumbledore. And Harry questions this. Um, but Ron is like pretty much not paying attention to him. He's like, I, he like only has eyes for crumbs. It's <laughs> insane. Um, Madame Maxime comes in and the Bobaton students jump to their feet and some of the Hogwarts students laugh at this um, but it's just a sign of respect and this reminds me of you know different customs that mm-hmm. different cultures have and I just put a note in here that I always try to talk to my students about this and how to be respectful because we do a morning share every morning and um, like we'll do like favorite food and some kids are like, well, we eat a lot of, like, fish at home. And kids will be like, eh. But I'm like, listen. Everybody's allowed to like what they want. Hard like. no. Someone's going to think that your cereal's ew because they like to eat fish in the morning. You know what I mean? Who eats fish in the morning, though? Is it a thing? Oh, I guess bagels and lox and stuff. I mean. Or like, yeah, bagels yeah, and yeah. salmon. And but, like, just about being is. respectful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so my man <laughs> comes on up. Because he's amazing. And he says, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Ghosts and more, most particularly guests, said Dumbledore, beaming around at the foreign students. I have great pleasure in welcoming you all to Hogwarts. I hope and trust that your stay here will be both comfortable and enjoyable. And some Bobaton girl was being rude. She was like, basically like, (laughs) 
And so Hermione's like, no one's making you stay. Yeah. But she whispered it, so it wasn't like that. You know. She should have said it out loud. I know. She was being Say defensive it. about the best school in the world. And, you know. So Isn't there's that a specific person that we know yeah. that said it? Yeah. So the tournament will be... It was a- Fleur, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Probably. The tournament will be officially open at the end of the feast, said Dumbledore. I now invite you all to eat, drink, and make yourselves at home. So the speech is over for the first part. And the plate's filled with yummy foods, and it says the house elves seems to have pulled out all the stops because this meal is fierce. There is a wide variety of food in front of them, and it's more than usual. And I said, I like this. It's making the guests feel more at home. Mm-hmm. Um, but Ron, you know, he's being Ron, and he's pretty much closed off to new foods. And I said, Megan, eat the brioche bun. <laughs> it's not that I don't like brioche buns. <laughs> just, just didn't, didn't want, want it. One. Oh, my God. So Ron says, what's that? said Ron, pointing at a large dish of some sort of shellfish stew that stood beside a large steak and kidney pudding. Bouillabaisse, said Hermione. Bless you, said Ron. (laughs) (laughs) It's French, said Hermione. I had it on holiday summer before last. It's very nice. I'll take your word for it, said Ron, helping himself to black pudding. Come on, Ron! Not that I'm with him. Black pudding, but he won't try bouillabaisse. But I I like black pudding. I mean, I guess when you grow up with it, you don't think about it, but... But I'd also, I'm an adventurous eater. I'd try it at least. Yeah. Yeah, I'm the it. most adventurous eater sitting at this table. Let's <laughs> All right. Lying okay. is the same. Gonna continue. There are barely 20 more students in the Great Hall with both of the schools being there. Um, but it seemed to be even more crowded. The dorm strength students removed their, um, fur, like their robes, like their outer robes. And what they're wearing is deep blood red robes, which I thought was pretty cool. I like that blood red. Do you think they're stained with real blood? I would hope. Of Grindelwald's enemies. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Haggard comes into the hall about 20 minutes late, and he slid into his seat, and he was waving at the trio, and I think that's super cute. And they noticed that his hand was heavily bandaged, and it says, Scrooge doing all right, Haggard? Harry called. Thriving, Haggard called back happily. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'll just bet they are, said Ron quietly. Looks like they finally found a food they like, doesn't it? Hagrid's fingers. Um, and then a girl comes over from Bobatons, and she was the same one that laughed during Dumbledore's speech. Hmm. She finally removed her muffler, and she had a long sheet of silvery blonde hair, and it fell almost to her waist. What she, is a muffler? Isn't it like, is that for your hands? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You put your That's hand what in I it. thought, but it just confused me because, like, then they talk about her hair. And I'm like, why do you say she removed her muffler and yeah, now well, she's got long different. hair? Maybe it's like one of those things. Well, maybe it's like mm-hmm. a scarf. They want to talk about the fact that, like, she had long hair. Velas have, like, hair. <laughs> no, I know. It's just, do it's have just hair. a weird sentence. She I was, ha- it made me confused as to what a muffler was. Mm. But go ahead. Well, she had large, deep blue eyes and very white, even teeth. Ron went purple. Source of like purple. Because she asks, excuse me, are you wanting Zebulu base? <laughs> and Ron basically can't talk. He makes a gurgling sound and Harry's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, go ahead and have it. You have finished with it? <laughs> yeah, Ron said breathlessly. Yeah, it was excellent. <laughs> You're an idiot. <laughs> Um, and basically that's also what Hermione thinks, but I find this interesting because she picks up the dish, goes back to the Ravenclaw table and I was like, why didn't it refill? 
Doesn't oh, don't yeah. the dishes refill? Maybe the international food didn't because the elves only had so many ingredients. Mm. Okay. Let me tell you, I opened up this recipe, though, and it looks nasty. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so we're going to run on this one. <laughs> but I did pull up a bouillabaisse recipe from foodandwine.com. Um, yeah. So. Not my cup of tea. It's got leeks, onion, fennel, garlic. Um, <laughs> that so far is fine. I'm literally reading this going, I'm like, there's nothing in her I wouldn't eat. <laughs> There's a lot of fish in it. Fish stock, lobster. There's a lot of fish. Fish stock, lobster, clams, monkfish, red snapper, Snapper, and halibut. Yeah. Sounds like a Gordon Ramsay dish. I would try it. (laughs) I do not see. I'm not not into uh, seafood that much, so it's not my kind of thing. Yeah. so Harry laughs at Ron and that pretty much snaps him out of it. And he was like, she's a Vila. And Hermione is like, no, she's not. No one else is gaping at her like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> and then, but that's not completely true because across the great hall, many of the other boys, somebody who's swish of flick, get out of here. Okay. <laughs> we're temporarily speechless when she walked back and Ron is like so sure that that is not a normal girl and he says they don't make them like that at Hogwarts Ooh. and Harry disagrees oh. and he replies with they make them alright at Hogwarts and he's thinking about Cho Ooh, la, la. So, how about Ginny not yet Hermione draws their attention to who just arrived and it's Ludo Bagman and Barty Crouch Senior Harry is very surprised to see them there but he shouldn't be because Hermione knows that they organized the tournament and I'm surprised that she didn't tell them this. But they're shocked just the same. Sorry to go back, but um, Paisha asked a good question in the Discord chat. Why do you think Joe portrayed Fleur so negatively initially? Or is that just me finding her super annoying? No, I think it's her part of her character arc. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Isaiah then replied and said, I never found her annoying. I just figured she was French. LOL. Kind of like Queenie. <laughs> I don't know. I just figured it was part of her art because I feel like she comes in feeling like she's just like high and mighty and competing in the tournament itself and not doing very well at all. I feel like knocks her down a peg and she has to become like, a real person. Like, yeah. y- you know what I mean? Yeah. And then in marrying Bill later on, I think it's just all part of her story and getting along with Molly and stuff like that. So I, yeah. I enjoy it, you know, so do I. you know, as, as rude as she is now, I like h- how she ends up. I agree. I also like shout out to any of our listeners who might be from France. We love you. All the French people who have contacted us. Super nice. It's true. The golden plates, golden, golden, oh, golden, (laughs) are cleaned and they're ready to start something great. Harry feels a slight thrill and everyone seemed to be so excited to begin. The moment has come, said Dumbledore, smiling around at the sea of upturned faces. The Triwizard Tournament is about to start. I would like to say a few words of explanation before we bring in the casket. The what? (laughs) you're all gonna die no oh my god just to clarify the procedure that we will be following this year but first just let me introduce for those of you who do not know them mr bartimus crouch head of the department of international magical cooperation 
There was a smattering of polite applause. And Mr. Ludo Bagman, head of the Department of Magical Games and Sports. And there's a much louder round of applause for Bagman. He's pretty much famous. Woohoo! Quidditch player! Yes. So, we find out they've been working really hard for the last few months on raging the tournament, and they will be judges as well as the other school leaders. Filch brings over the casket after lurking about in the corner of the hall. Creep. Correct. (laughs) And the casket is covered in jewels, and it looks extremely old. If you go to Pottermore, there is a snippet of... And a little bit of like a reading on the Goblet of Fire. It is a flame-filled wooden cup, which is impartial selector of the Triwizard Champions. How ironic. Magical properties. The ability to pick the most worthy candidates from the names that are entered. Maybe. Possible. Could it be? I think it's funny that it's a wooden cup that's mm-hmm. on fire. Who <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so there's not really much. It's just a lot of movie stuff. Pardon. Dennis Creevy stands on his chair trying to be able to see, but just like me, on top of a chair, he still can't see. I feel that. (laughs) So I wanted to end my section with my main man's explanations of what's going to happen. The instructions for the task the champions will face this year have already been examined by Mr. Crouch and Mr. Bagman, said Dumbledore, as Filch placed the chest carefully on the table before him, and they have made the necessary arrangements for each challenge. There will be three tasks spaced throughout the school year, and they will test the champions in many different ways. Their magical prowess, their daring, their powers of deduction, and of course, their ability to cope with danger. At this last word, the hall was filled with silence. So absolute that no one seemed to be breathing. Take a breath. <gasps> As you know, three Katie. champions I was, I was a breath. compete in the tournament. Dumbledore went on calmly. Hmm. Hmm. Weird. One from each of the participating schools. They will be marked on how well they perform each of the tournament tasks and the champion with the highest total after task three will win the Triwizard Cup. The champions will be chosen by chosen. an... Chosen. <laughs> Are you Sean Connery? <laughs> I am. <laughs> I'm Walter Cronkite. <laughs> Impartial selector, the Goblet of Fire. <laughs> Dumbledore now took out his wand and tapped three times. On top of the casket. And the lid creaked slowly Burr. open. And there was a vampire! No, I'm just kidding. All right. Oh, my God. <laughs> Dumbledore reached inside and pulled out a large, roughly hewn wooden cup. It would have been entirely unremarkable had it not been full to the brim with dancing blue-white flames. Dumbledore closed the casket and placed the goblet carefully on top where it would be clearly visible to everyone in the hall, except Dennis Creevy. <laughs> Anybody wishing to submit themselves as champion must write... All right, you want to be champion, okay? He wants to be champion. So anybody wants to be champion must write their name and school clearly upon a slip of parchment and drop it into the goblet, said Dumbledore. Aspiring champions have 24 hours in which to put their names forward. Tomorrow night, Halloween, the goblet will return the names of the three. It has judged most worthy to represent the schools. The goblet will be placed in the entrance hall tonight, where it will be freely accessible to all of those wishing to compete. Dun, dun, dun. Green. 
Well, there's a there's a little <laughs> trick here, though. Oh, do tell. Dumbledore announces that he's going to be drawing an age line around the Goblet of Fire. Um, so he'd already told them that the age limit was going to be 17 at this point. Thank you. Um, but he had not told them how that was going to be, you know, enforced. Mm-hmm. To me, though, this seems easy. Are there no other ways, no other, no better ways to ensure that no one underage will enter? There are ways around this. I mean, he, Dumbledore says it himself that, like, did, he asks Harry, did an older student put your name in the goblet for you? We're not there yet, so I don't know what you're saying. But it just, like, I feel like there could have been a better way. <laughs> well, but here's my thing, though. Even with him asking him that. It's still the fourth champion. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, I I think that, like, negates stuff a little bit. I think he realized, like, oh, shoot, like, it was tampered with. Four champions came out of it. But I think it, I don't, I mean, he, it works where people grow beards and stuff. Yeah, I guess it just, I feel like. Well, what would you I don't think there's do? so many ways around it. Either. Like, people try it and they get denied. What would you do differently? I don't know. I'm not Dumbledore. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Megan would have knives shoot up and stab him. <laughs> some booby trap. I don't know. Like, honestly, probably have somebody patrol it. That'd be a good idea. It's yeah, not, that's, that's not a bad it's idea. It's not like it's... It's, totally it's only for 24, yeah, hours. 24 hours. Have the teachers alternate and, like, only let someone pass well, yeah, the age the line. do it. They don't have enough on their plates. <laughs> <laughs> have, yeah, um, Tiffany, do it. <laughs> do it. You could have like the um, armored suit. The ghosts. The suit yeah, the suit. Yeah. yeah. Somebody. Do your duty to your school. Or like have the portraits be watching and be like, yo, Dumbledore. Yeah. yeah. Broski. Homeboy's trying to. I just feel like there's so many, like, the there's so many people and objects watching, the, like, in the school at all times. Private eyes. That, um, like, I, I just feel like there's so many. There's so many things and people watching at all times at the school that it would be... I think it's pretty remarkable that nobody saw Judy do what he did. Yeah. I think he did it... Oh, I guess he would have had to. Could he be under he an invisibility done it at like cloak? Three o'clock in the morning. I know, but I'm just saying, still, like, ghosts, portraits. Or maybe armor. they didn't think anything of it because he's a teacher. Probably. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Just teaching around. <laughs> Just thinking my thoughts. I gotta go get her. Um, Dumbledore impresses on the students that by entering, this is a contract that they are signing. So, you know, if they're chosen, there is absolutely no way that you can change your mind. Magically binding. Yes. So they, these ta- and that these tasks are dangerous. Um. So I also found just like the Wikia has a little thing about the age line. <clears throat> it's not really much more than we know, but I just thought that I would bring it up. What color do you think it is? It says it's gold. Oh, that's what funny. Color in my would head, you do? I pictured it blue. Well, in the it movie, white. it was blue it was and white. white. In the movie, it was like a blue white. That's probably because I think of like a chalk line. Yeah. Mm. Um. So but it says gold makes more sense. It was the outline of the death of the Triwizard Tournament. Get it? Chalk line, outline, chalk outline. Oh my god! 
<laughs> it did come um, in a casket. <laughs> so we don't know the incantation to cast the age line enchantment, but it enchantment, but it is used to prevent people above or below a specified age from accessing a specific object or place. Alana would be much too young to enter the Triwizard Tournament. Yes. Did you like that I said your name? Hi, Alana. 3P. Hi, Alana. Hi. Um, so, on the 30th of October, 1994, Albus Dumbledore casts the age line on the Goblet of Fire in the Great Hall at Hogwarts Castle to restrain underage students from placing their names in the Goblet for the Triwizard Tournament. Um, he traced a thin golden line with a 10-foot diameter on the floor around the goblet to show how far out to the enchantment reached so people couldn't pass within 10 feet of the lob, goblet. Lob it couldn't in there. Toss it in. So um, people could. who <laughs> attempted to bypass the Ask line LeBron. he probably could have <laughs> had something happen to them, and we'll talk about that shortly. So Fred and George are psyched. They're like, an age line? This is easy. We'll just take a drop of age potion. Once our name is in there, it won't know how old we are. And Hermione is not convinced. She says, there's a reason there's an age line. We haven't learned enough to do the tasks. And then Fred and George laugh and say, speak for yourself. I love this scene in the book when she's sitting there and she's like, it's not going to work. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, why is that Granger? It's so good. Yeah. And she's like, well, slams her book. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is also one of those moments where people are like, mm, I could totally see Hermione and Fred together. Yeah. <laughs> what else do you think? Don't bite it. That's silly. Okay. So the aging potion also has a wiki, a page. And it is a potion, a powerful potion that causes the drinker to temporarily become older. So I actually, I did always wonder, is it just temporary? <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> You're awesome. <laughs> <laughs> She's so cute. She like makes noise and she's like, I gotta look at it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Tell us more. What do you think about an aging potion? Huh? Do you want an aging potion? No. <laughs> we don't. We want to say a baby. You're so cool. Mm. All right, we'll never finish. Keep going, Meg. Okay. Um, so it is temporary. It only temporarily makes you become older. And the more the potion is drunk, the larger the aging which occurs. Um, so could you take like a whole vial and get like super old? Yeah. But it would only last for so long? Yes. Uh, also. Don't blink. <laughs> yeah. What? I don't know. Don't blink. They say that about like kids, you know, don't blink. Because before you know it, they're like. Oh, then don't put that in your mouth. If it's plugged in. It's not. Okay. Oh, wait. I mean, it is, yeah. It's a <laughs> wall. I <missed> the computer. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the only time that we ever see use, really, of of the aging potion is in Goblet of Fire. Yeah. Um, Harry imagines... So, after Fred and George are like, well, you're going to enter, aren't you, Harry? 
So he imagines himself winning and then wonders just how mad Dumbledore would be if someone did get past the age line. And well, then I said, well, it depends on the book or the movie, I say. I didn't see your note, and I was going to say that. That's so funny. Because <laughs> in the book, it's pretty calm. And in the movie, it's not. Oh, my God. <laughs> at all. Uh, so Ron's listening to the converse, is not listening to the conversation at all, because he is looking for Crumb. Crumb. Dumbledore didn't say where the Durmstrang students were sleeping, did he? He asked. They see Karkaroff get up and gather his students, and they're heading back to the ship. And he specifically asks Victor if he had enough to eat or if he wants any mulled wine from the kitchens. And a different boy says, Professor, I would like some wine. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't offering it to you, Polikoff. I notice you have dribbled food all down the front of your robes again. Disgusting boy. And I said, okay, this poor kid. Why is Victor getting such special treatment? It's gross. I hate teachers and people like Karkaroff. So, yeah, because um, how is that other kid going to feel? First of all, you're embarrassing him in front of his peers and in front of it's kind of, of another strange peers. It reminds me very much of the ferret situation, but like different. Yeah, you know, calling somebody yeah. out like that, putting yeah. them down, it's not cool. But I feel like not not condoning this, but I think that is very much his teaching style, and they're probably used to it. So he knew yeah. he was gonna ask and he wasn't going to get anything, and true, he's a jerk. You know? Yeah. Side note, mold wine is quite delicious. Oh my gosh, it's eh, I'm so sorry. good. I like it. It's not my favorite. I don't hate it. I just like that it's warm and cozy. Because typically it's made with red, it's made with red wine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I don't hate it. So as Karkaroff and the students are leaving, Harry moves aside for them, and then they meet eyes. Karkaroff and Harry meet eyes as they leave, and he stops to take Harry in. It's kind of creepy. So he slowly, like, he stops, and then he slowly moves his eyes up his face to stop at Harry's scar. Cockroft is clearly hating on him here because, you know, he banished his lord. Mad-Eye Judy comes around and says, yeah, that's Harry Potter, and his voice is all gruff and everything. So Cockroft spins around and is scared because he sees who he thinks is Moody, but it's actually Judy. (laughs) He should be scared either way, honestly, though. True. Because, yeah. one, this is Mad-Eye Judy <laughs> playing his part well because he is an auror. Uh, Mad-Eye Moody is an auror who captured dark wizards and is very known for that. And Karkaroff, I'm sure, knows mm-hmm. that Moody would know that he was a Death Eater. Well, he was there. He was on trial. Correct. Like, he knew. Yes. Yeah. Um, so he's scared in that sense. But he should also be scared because... Mad-Eye Judy sees Kakaroff as a coward. Mm -hmm. He got out of Azkaban Mm. and gave away other Death Eaters' names, so he put Judy in jail. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. Um, So he super hates him. And I think that that just, like, helps Moody play Judy play Moody's role here really well. True. Yes. I'm sorry for anybody who finds that super confusing, but just, you know, catch on to the fact that Judy is Barty Crouch Jr. as Moody. We're just training your brains. Well, yeah. we just want to remember, because I know it's hard for me to remember that this is not the actual Moody. It's Correct. real hard. We're dealing it with the fake Barty Moody, Crouch Jr. Barty Crouch Jr. Moody, David Tennant Moody. Yes. Movie. Moody. <laughs> um, no. So according, you know, since JK, wait, so since according to JK, the next day was a Saturday, Though it actually was a Monday in real time life. <laughs> the students normally would have gone down to the breakfast late, but the hot cup of fire is out and waiting patiently for names. It's pretty hungry right now. 
Good. Um, it was placed on the stool that normally holds the sorting hat, and there's a visible thin gold line around it, which is the age line. So Ron asks the third year who is there, uh, what's happened if anybody's entered, and she says that the Durmstrang lot have entered their names. Uh, and then here come Fred, George, and Lee, looking super happy as can be. They're so excited. They just took the aging potion, just one drop, because they only need to be a few months older to get past the line. And Hermione is convinced it won't work. And she says Dumble will have thought of this. I mean, she's not wrong. So they step over the line. And for a second, Harry thinks it works. And then both twins are hurled out of the golden circle and thrown across the hall. They land 10 feet away. And with a pop, long white beards sprout from them, sprout on them. Lee Jordan is laughing hysterically at them. <laughs> and Dumbledore appears like out of nowhere and is just like, you guys should probably go to Madame Pomfrey. She's already tending to Miss Fawcett, who is Percy's love interest, correct? Mm-hmm. No. Is That's it? Penelope Clearwater. Oh, you're right. She's the one that she lives near them because they mentioned her at the yeah, beginning of the right, book. Yes. That's right. That's right. Um, so she's already tending to Miss Fawcett of Ravenclaw and Mr. Summers of Hufflepuff, who tried to cross the age line earlier. I would like to point out that the only house here not trying to hoodwink the cup is Slytherin. Thank you. <laughs> We're good. We good peeps. Basically, we just don't want to be embarrassed like all you guys. Oh, my God. (laughs) Attention, dear Swishers. Adventures out there. Why settle for ordinary chain store coffee when you can have an adventure in every single cup? With Expedition Roasters, artisanal roasters of pop culture coffees. Now you can experience a little theme park magic every day at your home. Um, Each themed bag features custom artwork by a guest artiste, it makes it perfect for displaying in your kitchen or office or wherever you'd like it to be displayed. <laughs> try try one of our premium wizarding roasts like Book Smart Blueberry, Charming Chocolate Cherry, Cunning Caramel Crunch, or Big Hearted Butterscotch. All of our coffees are certified gluten and allergen free. So start your coffee adventure today at expeditionroasters.com. And use coupon code SWISHFLICK15 to save 15% off your first purchase. Um, also, they have teas. Brew your happy, please. <laughs> Also, side note, they do have they do have tea. They're yummy. Yeah, we need to order some tea. Yeah, we should. Can we use our own discount code? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um. Also, for I'm gonna give a little shout out here really quick because they're actually the ones that introduce us to Expedition Roasters. But for any Swishers who have ordered coffee already and want more. You can use the Brookhart Projects code Brookhart15 and get another 15% off a second order because they also have a code and they're the ones that told us about Expedition Roasters. Literally the moment Expedition Roasters posted the house coffees, Sarah from the Brookhart Project texted it to me and was like, you need to get these. And then I did. So. <laughs> and then I did. Shout out to them. So yeah, if you want a second code, you can use Brookhart15. I mean, I think you could use a Swish and Flick one more than once. I don't think you can. It's, for, it's a off one your time first, use. Yeah. It's one time use. Also, that's B-R-O-O-K-H-A-R-T. One 15. five. Yeah. 
All right. Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. So just go to audibletrial.com forward slash swishflickcast and browse the unmatched selection of audio programs. Download a title for free and start listening. Um, why Audible? Audible content includes an unmatched selection of audiobooks, original audio shows, news, comedy, and more from the leading audiobook publishers, broadcasters, and entertainers. You can get all seven of the Harry Potter books, Fantastic Beasts, Quitch Through the Ages, History of Magic, and a behind-the-scenes of Crimes of Grindelwald audiobook. I listen to all the Harry Potter books on Audible on my long drives to and from work, and when you sign up with our code, you get a you get one audiobook for free. So you can pick whatever book that you'd like. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com forward slash swishflickcast. Do you know what time it is? Halloween time? Yeah. This, this is, is Halloween. Halloween. Oh, Coke. I mean, Jinx. You owe me a Coke. <laughs> I mean, Coke. 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 <laughs> um, the usual... Halloween decorations, classic Hogwarts, live bats, hundreds of carved pumpkins. And I like to think that they really extra did it up as well because they have guests. Um, I wonder if they brought back the uh, dancing skeletons that were rumored that one year. I think that was year one. Do you remember that? I need there to be dancing skeletons. Yeah. Um, At the Gryffindor table, we have Dean and Seamus discussing who from Hogwarts might be entering the tournament. There's a rumor that Warrington, that big bloke from Slytherin who looks like a sloth, quote, (laughs) uh, entered. And Harry's disgusted and says, we can't have a Slytherin champion. Rude, Harry. Um, That's rude. Also, your own son (laughs) is going to be a Slytherin. So... And Meg just left the room, and she's not going to hear that. But. You can't defend yourself, sassy <laughs> snake. Uh, all the Hufflepuffs are saying that Cedric Diggory is going to enter. Spoiler. He does. Extra spoiler. He is the champion. Uh, Double extra spoiler. <laughs> he does. <clears throat> Angelina Johnson put her name in already. I think she would have been a good contender. Mm-hmm. I think we talked about it before. I could have been a contender. <laughs> Uh, the trio decide to go visit Hagrid, and Hermione's like, yeah, I can talk to him about Spew. I haven't yet. So she runs off, and here's Harry, who goes, hey, Ron, it's your friend. Because the students from Bobatons were gathering around the Goblet of Fire, and the Vila girl was among them. And one by one, they all put their names in. Um, as each name was entered, it turned briefly red and emitted sparks. So Hermione comes back with her badges, and Ron's like, oh, good, hurry up. He jumps down the stone steps. He's keeping his eyes on the back of the Vila girl. <sighs> Their relationship. And it's extra funny that she ends up <laughs> in marrying family. her brother. Yeah, yeah. yeah. His, his brother. brother. Yeah. Um, Hermione starts saying that they've been... Oh, I'm sorry. I just jumped ahead. Hagrid's excited to see them. He's like, about time. Thought you'd forgotten about where I live. And Hermione's like, well, we've been really busy. And she just stops talking. Stops dead. She's lost for words because... Hagrid was wearing his best and very horrible Harry Brown suit plus a checkered yellow and orange tie. This wasn't the worst of it, though. He had evidently tried to tame his hair using large quantities of what appeared to be axle grease. (laughs) It was now slicked down into two bunches. Perhaps he had tried a ponytail like Bill's, but found he had too much hair. The look didn't really suit Hagrid at all. Poor Hagrid. He's just trying (laughs) I just think it it took him two whole months to go and see him. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's sad. Be better friends to him. I know they were busy, but usually they go down like after the first day of classes. Yeah, yeah. 
kind of weird. Uh, Hermione quickly recovers and is like, uh, so how's the screw? <laughs> and Hagrid said they're getting massive. They must be nearly three feet long now, mm. but they've started killing each other. <laughs> That's like almost as big as me. Yeah, sames. Uh, there's only about 20 left. And Ron's like, well, that's lucky. <laughs> and Hagrid misses the sarcasm. So they, the talk turns to the Triwizard Tournament again. That's what everyone's talking about. And Hagrid seems to be as excited as they all are. And he almost says something about the first task, which will make a lot more sense later. But he catches himself and he's like, ah, I don't want to spoil it for you. But just so you know, it's going to be spectacular. Um, the champions are going to have their work cut out. And I bet he wouldn't be saying half of these things if he knew that Harry was in danger of competing. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Plus, earlier, I think it was this chapter, Hermione was like, we haven't learned enough. She said that the Fred and George. Right. So it's just like and reinforcing. Fred and George are in seventh. No, they're in sixth year, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just reinforcing the fact that like Harry should not be a part of this competition. Think of how excited Haggard is for this first task, though. Oh, yeah. And he can't tell yeah. them. So he's probably like, it's going to be great, but like scary, you know? <laughs> Mag, I want to bring up a topic again now that you're back. Sorry. Harry was disgusted at the thought of a Slytherin champion. And I defended you and said, hey, your own son's going to be a I Slytherin. I didn't. I said, good. He yeah, what snakes. about his son? What about Scorpius? What he, about- ain't, he ain't here yet. I defended you. Well, I mean, there's a whole uh, there's a whole thing dedicated to Slytherins and Goblet of Fire and Time Turners, and you know, Harry has issues for Voldemort and Valor, guys. (laughs) For Voldemort and Valor, for V and P. So they had lunch at Hagrid's. Uh, He served them what he said was beef casserole, but Hermione found a talon. Oh, and they all (laughs) lost their appetites. (laughs) What is it? Uh, Good question. Maybe what it's has a talons? Talon. <laughs> Do they have talons? <laughs> maybe maybe it was hippogriff. Who knows? Yeah. What if it was? He wouldn't do that, would he? Do the scroots have long talons? Super long talons. And I love this image. A light rain had started to fall by mid-afternoon. It was very cozy, sitting by the fire, listening to the gentle patter of the drops on the windows, watching Hagrid darning his socks. And arguing with Hermione about house elves, for he flatly refused to join SPEW when he showed when she showed him her badges. Hagrid, like many other people that Hermione has encountered, says it'd be doing them an unkindness. It's in their nature to look after humans. It's what they like. It would make them unhappy to take their work away and insulting if you tried to pay them. And Hermione's like, what about Dobby? And Hagrid said, well, you get weirdos <laughs> in every breed. <laughs> Does he really say weirdos? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Oh, Dobby. Hagrid reminds me sometimes very much of Ron. They can be the same kind of level of like, like he'll learn, but he, he does have sometimes thoughts that I feel are a little bit dated. Yeah. Yeah, him and Ron are kind of one and the same sometimes with the with that. Well, like we I talk love them about, both. Like the wizarding world, like a lot of the times they're um, progressive, and a lot of the times they're really not. Mm-hmm. Let's yeah. talk about the fact that they use a quill and ink when pens have existed for a long time. Yeah, my right. crap, stuff like that. Yeah, Quills are sometimes cool. ha- I just want to be like Hagrid. No, yeah, we can have a self inking quill. <laughs> oh, yeah, Magic. why isn't that a thing? I mean, that's like. 
That would be amazing. Maybe they and just ink would it. never spill on anything. Because it's more magical. The aesthetics of it. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Oh. Do you think at home, witches and wizards use pens and stuff? It's just I like say, Hogwarts requires I quills. Half breeds. That's a not nice way to say it. I would say half bloods and muggleborns for show. Yeah. Isn't a half breed a share song? I don't know. I agree with that. I would think that muggle muggleborns for sure. I bet you there's I, muggleborns at Hogwarts that use pens. For sure. And then I bet you like some pure look people are like, what is this sorcery? I must own it. it and is Arthur a, Weasley it is a is share like, song. Ooh, a pen. You ever see those Tumblr posts about that? And then there's that one where like uh Muggleborn shows up with a thermos and it, it keeps their uh, drink warm all day and the kids are like what is that and they're like it's thermos and then you see a bunch of purebloods pointing at their cups going thermos and then someone's <laughs> like and what if it actually works <laughs> maybe that's where um, muggles got it from maybe <laughs> all right so it's about 5 30 and the trio know that it's that they should be heading back to the castle for the feast but more importantly, the announcement of the school champions, because uh, that's what they care about. Woo-woo-woo. So Hagrid tells them that he'll come with them, um, but then he like goes searching for something in his dresser, and uh, <laughs> then they smell something truly horrible <laughs> and ask him, what's that smell? It's a fun game to play. Um, he seemed a little worried that they didn't like it, and then Hermione asks if it's aftershave. Mm. He mutters a response saying, it's oh, did you... Oh, de, de, what is wrong with me? Oh, de cologne. Um, maybe it's a bit much, so he's going to go take it off. So he then goes outside to wash himself in the water barrel. And so Hermione is <laughs> amazed that Hagrid would be using eau de cologne. And then Harry asks, what's with the hair and suit? So then they're like kind of peeking on him um, outside. They see Madame Maxim and her students... Uh, leave their garage, heading to the <laughs> feast. Uh, they couldn't hear what Haggard was saying, but he was talking to um, Madame Maxime with a rapt, misty-eyed expression that Haggard had only <laughs> ever seen him wear once before when he had been looking at the baby dragon Norberta. <laughs> ah, young love is what I have in my notes. Dude, Haggard and Newt are the same person. They really are. Yeah. How does Newt describe Tina's eyes? <laughs> <laughs> that scene is so it, funny. It made accurate. me cry a little bit. Like, I got teared up. Mm-hmm. When he, when I'm not like, allowed to say. It's <laughs> <laughs> so cute. Just um, don't mention nothing about no salamanders. <laughs> <laughs> so Hermione notes that he's going up to the castle with her. She thought he was waiting for them. Uh, nope, you've been forgotten, Hermione. And then I was like, I wonder, has this ever happened to you guys when, like, one of your friends gets into, like, a relationship or, like, the beginnings of a relationship and they forget that you exist, basically? Hmm. Happens to me. Not happens, but it's happened. Oh, no? Okay. No, I guess I'm lucky. I don't know. I had that happen. I'm trying to think. No. No. But I know people do it. Yeah. Yeah, I do know that's a thing. So, without so much as a backwards glance at his cabin, Haggard was trudging up, um, off up the grounds with Madame Maxine, the Bobatons, student, students following <laughs> in their wake, jogging to keep up with their enormous strides. So Ron's like, he fancies her. <laughs> so then I like the that word, like, fancy. Me too. Yeah, me too. So they're like, we probably should leave. So they leave the cabin, and they are heading back up to school, and on their way, they watch the dorm, dormstrang party also head up to the school from um, the lake because they're staying on the boat. 
So it says, Victor Crumb was walking side by side with Karkaroff, and the other students were straggling along behind them. Someone has a favorite. If that's yes. not, like, so telling, I don't yes. know what is. The fact that equal standing, basically, between a student and the headmaster. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I guess, like, Dumbledore would totally do that with Harry. Every time somebody says Victor, I just think of that song that the twins sing in the Victor, I love you, Victor, Victor, I do. When we're apart, my heart sings only for you. you. Hermione's going to be saying that, and Ron's going to be real jealous. Yeah, he is. Um, so the great artist. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, So the Great Hall was almost full of people and candles. The Goblet of Fire was moved in front of Dumbledore's empty chair at the teacher's table. So Fred and George seemed to be taking their disappointment pretty good. And uh, Fred says, he's like, I hope it's Angelina. And then Hermione agrees. And I said, ah, more young love. (laughs) It's not to last, though, sadly. The feast seemed to take twice as long, probably because, one, it was their second feast in two days. And um, Harry didn't seem to fancy the extravagantly prepared food as much as he would have normally because it had been literally 24 hours since the last feast. And also, um, everyone's impatient about finding out, like, who the uh, champions are going to be. And it's after what seemed like forever, the plates were removed, and then the judges, and that's Dumbledore, Karkaroff, Madame Maxine, Maxim, whatever, Ludo Bagman, when I first wrote that, I put Badman, and I laughed at myself. <laughs> and Mr. True. Crouch, who looked bored, stood up near the goblet. Um, and so I'm going to read a bit. And it says, he took out his wand. Yes. Do you think that Mr. Bagman is only doing this for, I mean, do you think, <laughs> let me start that over. Do you think Mr. Crouch is only doing this for Bagman? Like Bagman begged him to do this project. Like, I want to do this. But he needed Crouch's, like, agreement to do it. So Crouch is just kind of along for the ride, basically, to humor Ludo. Isn't he part of the department that put it on? He though? is. Well, yeah, he is. But that's why, like, I feel like this was probably Ludo's idea. Like, yeah, we should do this. How cool would this be? Because he's oh. so extravagant and over the top. But, like, he needs the cooperation of Crouch and his department in order to make it happen. But Crouch doesn't really care about the Triwizard Tournament. He's really just, like, doing it because it's another one of... Ludo's projects and it is what it is. You know what I mean? I kind of feel like Barty's doing it because he wants like another like notch in his belt and bringing, yeah. helping to bring back the Triwizard Tournament could be like such an epic thing. But also, I feel like Bagman's doing it so he can make some more bets because I feel like he has a problem. He does. I, yeah, I agree there. I would think that Crouch is going along with it because no matter what, it was going to happen and they were in the. He has to, as the head of his department, he has to be there. You know what I mean? So it's more of an obligation than anything else. I think he's annoyed, but I think he's more annoyed with his personal life. Agreed. Because right now he's like probably freaking out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Every day. All right. So the end of time. Dumbledore takes out his wand and he gave a great sweeping wave with it. At once, all the candles except those inside the carved pumpkins were extinguished, plunging them into a state of semi-darkness. The Goblet of Fire now shone more brightly than anything in the whole hall. The sparkling, bright, bluey whiteness of the flames was almost painful on the eyes. Everyone watched, waiting. A few people kept <laughs> kept checking their watches. So everyone's like sitting there waiting on bated breath. 
And then the flames inside the goblet turned red again. Sparks flew from it, and the next moment, a tongue of flame shot into the air, and a charred piece of parchment fluttered out of it, and the whole room gasped. Dumbledore caught it and read the parchment at arm's length in the light of the goblet, which was back to blue-white. The Dormstrang Champion! Victor Crumb! (laughs) The whole hall just ignites in crumbs. Yes. Crumb, crumb. They all fall to pieces. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Crumbs all over the ground. So no one's surprised at all. Crumb slumped his way towards the head table and went through the door into the next chamber. Um, Karkroff was the loudest with his bravo for Victor. So the noise died down again, and the goblet's flames turned red again, and a second peach of peach. A second <laughs> peach flew out. Princess Peach is the uh, champion. <laughs> a second piece of parchment flew out. The Bobatons champion! Flat in the goal! Oh, nobody cares about her, okay. <laughs> So I mean, she comes in last place. I don't root for losers. I'm a Slytherin. <laughs> I mean, if you really think about it, Cedric came in last place because oh, he oh, no, he touched the cup. Oh, he tied. Oh, I mean, he lost. He, the most. Yeah, but he still won. Whoa. What did he win? Death. He won the cup. I can't handle any of this. Um, <laughs> but I will say, I like the different way that the parchment looks in the movie. Like Fleur's looks very. Feminine-ish, you know? Yeah. I think it's cute. So, Ron, Ron, Harry shouts, it's her, Ron, as the girl who was resembled a Vila got gracefully to her feet. And then a little bit later on, Ronnie goes, oh, look, they're all disappointed, she said over the noise, nodding towards the remainder of the Bobatons party. It said in the book, disappointed was a bit of an understatement, Harry thought. Two of the girls who had not been selected had dissolved into tears and were sobbing with their heads on their arms. Like, come <laughs> on. Um, and there is an article on Pottermore that says how to react when you're not chosen as Hogwarts champion. Um, but I'll read. We'll find out in two shakes of a lamp's tale who was uh, the Hogwarts one. And then I'll read that article. So, oh, that sounds awful. Fleur goes into the light. I mean, the door. And then the whole crowd in the great hall is truly on the edge of their seats. Hogwarts champion is next. Who's it going to be? The goblet is red hot again. Sparks showered out of it. And the tongue of flame shot high into the air. And from its tip, Dumbledore pulled the third piece of parchment. Hogwarts, baby! Woo, 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 woo. Their champion is Hufflepuff's main man, Cedric Diggory! And then I was like, why you gotta die? For Baldwin and Baylor. See, cursed child. <laughs> and then I said, third or nothing. Third or nothing. Third or nothing. So, I'm going to read this now. So it says, we're reading Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. This is when they were doing it for the Wizarding World Book Club. And I guess this theme of that week was jealousy. Um, let's see. Do 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 do. Says playing in front of huge crowds of glory of your school, being lauded for bravery and magical prowess, instant fame and exemption from exams, doesn't take a genius to work out you why you'd want to enter the trial wizard tournament. I would rather live <laughs> with a firm age restriction in place and a gift of long white beards to whomever ignores the little rule. Hogwarts was is thrown into scandal when Harry, a fourth year, is announced as the tri wizard tournament's fourth champion. Um, Harry's like, um, 
It says, while Harry remains non-pulsed by these unprecedented events, Ron leaps to the conclusion that the infamous, except that's not what it says, the famous Harry Potter wanted a bit more attention and gets, gets it so, so wrong. Instead of being proud of Harry or even asking Harry if, if Harry is all right, he just falls out with him instead at the exact point when Harry could have really done with his best friend, Oran. And it says, maybe Ron should have read our handy guide on how you should... Act. At, wow! Actually, react if you're not chosen Hogwarts champion. Really? Don't cry or shout or scream or generally make any kind of negative noise. Positivity is the name of the game here. Okay, the disappointment might be gut wrenching. I don't think it is. Whatever. All those dreams of fame and glory and exam exemption turning to dust beneath your feet. Dust that is no doubt about to get kicked up even more by the actual champion, especially if the champion already gets more than his or her fair share of glory. But don't let them see you suffer. It makes you look bitter and jealous, which you may well be, but it's not going to help anyone, including you. <laughs> so smile. It says, you've seen the Oscars, right? A gracious smile is the best way to save face. I'm not going to read the whole thing. Nod graciously, for that is what truly gracious losers do. They move their heads up and down slowly while smiling. See above. Oh my God. It says, congratulate the chosen champion. This is very important. Here's to looking at you, Ron. This is after the dust has settled. Seek out the chosen champion, especially if the chosen champion is a friend of yours. And then uh, it says, don't, don't, do not let them find you alone in your dormitory, hugging a pillow and or staring moodily at curtains around your bed. Or judily. Yes. Invite them to celebrate. If you were Hogwarts champion, you would want to celebrate with your friends, right? So bury those feelings for a while and get them a butterbeer. Support them. Unfortunately, you're going to have to keep this up for a while. You know, the public smiling and the not crying and the congratulating. You're probably even going to have to cheer for the actual Hogwarts champion, or it's plural. At some point, make maybe make a sign to wave at the tournament. Uh, maybe admire some magical feats or other. Don't worry. No Triwizard Tournament lasts forever, but your support will be noted and appreciated. And remember, which all in all is a much better look. So I think that's cool. I like it. So don't be mean to your friends. Correct. Okay, thanks, bye. Check your jealousy at the door. So Ron isn't happy that Cedric has been chosen and says no loudly, but he wasn't heard because every single Hufflepuff had jumped to his or her feet, screaming and stamping as Cedric made his way towards the door and into the next chamber. And it says the applause for Cedric went on so long that it was some time before Dumbledore could make himself heard again. So Dumbledore Mm -hmm. starts to make his speech Mm -hmm. about how he knows he can Mm -hmm. count on all of the students to give support um, their respective champion. But he gets distracted because the fire in the goblet had just turned red again. Sparks were flying out of it. A long flame shot suddenly into the air and born upon it was another piece of parchment. So he's like shocked and so Dumbledore takes the paper and he reads the name and there was a long pause where he stared at the parchment and while he's staring at the parchment everyone in the hall is staring at Dumbledore he then clears his throat <clears throat> and read out Harry Potter and so I want to know I wonder what was going through his head at that point in time like I wonder if he's thinking like this, I, think I wonder if he knows it's connected to Voldemort it's immediately like, it's gonna, danger for sure because it's a dangerous tournament, but I don't. I don't no, think. It, not, I don't think not there's any doubt in his mind. I don't think he would think that Harry put his name in that. Like I think he's just asking that in the next chapter to um, clear the air for everyone else. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't think he's worried about Harry competing in the test. And truthfully, 
I mean, I'm not either. Yeah, his magic may not be as advanced as the older kids, but it's him, you know? He's different. But I think Dumbledore's automatically thinking of something bigger. I remember... Were you going to say something? I remember reading this for the first time in the book... It has, like, a page and then, like, maybe a paragraph on the next, before it's the next chapter. And I remember reading, I saw that I was on the last part of the chapter, and I looked over, and the last words were Harry Potter, and I was like, <gasps> and I had to read super fast <laughs> to see how that happened. <laughs> oh, man. Pulling a Sarah. Yeah, I didn't need I to, my eyes just looked, and it was in italics. And <laughs> so there's a theory, too, and I tried, someone, I swear, posted it in our group, and then I couldn't find it, and I also didn't search that hard about the fact that um, they chose, the cup chose not necessarily the best representation um, for the champions from each school so that Harry had a better chance of winning and getting the cup that was a port key. Mm. Yeah. I like if it. someone could find that, send it. But yeah. I, I wonder. I don't know. I saw, I think it's the article I put in here, but what they were basically saying in that was so Mad Eye Moody sa- or Judy says that only <laughs> an exceptionally Judy. powerful mm-hmm. confundish charm could have hoodwinked it. Yep. Um, so the person's argument in this article was saying that in order to do this, they basically had to make whoever this person was that cast this charm basically had to make the cup forget how to do its job. Mm-hmm. So does that mean that it just picked? four people at random and since Harry's was the only one in whatever school they submitted he automatically would have been the one who was picked yes. yeah so is that an argument I don't know I because like it did forget how to do its job yeah. so maybe all of the magical because try wizard tries three right so it had to yeah I don't know wizard tournament <laughs> Well, this is what it says. It says, because they hoodwinked a very powerful magical object, um, said Moody, it would have needed an exceptionally strong confundus charm to bamboozle the goblet into forgetting that only three schools compete in the tournament. I'm guessing they submitted Potter's name under a fourth school to make sure that he was the only one in his category. I think that's I, fair. I think also, yeah, like to a point it would have had to been confunded, but like mm-hmm. I think that its biggest job is to pick one person from each school that's yes. submitted. Worthy. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. The worth, the worthiest, quote-unquote. And I don't mean to, character. like... And because it was confunded, maybe it helped it decide who to choose. Well, like, I don't mean to, like, stomp on Cedric or anything, but, like, we've talked about how we thought Angelina Johnson would have been a great... Yeah, for sure. Um, ...representation of Hogwarts. Mm-hmm. Um, and even like with, uh, oh, what's his name? It Crumb. was nice to not see a Gryffindor get it. Sorry, Tiffany. <laughs> I mean, I agree. It's they like nice to see it, that though. there's other houses. I mean, uh, but like, I don't know things. I'm going to talk up my own house because you should, because the best part of Hufflepuff is that we're most likely a mix of all the houses. So we don't True. always fit specifically into Gryffindor, Ravenclaw, or Slytherin. Um, and we have skill levels all over the place. Um, so having someone be in, like, not worthy, I don't like that word, but, like, the best judge of character, mm-hmm. I could see it being a Hufflepuff because it could be someone who is a little bit of all the houses who just encompasses mm-hmm. 
Hogwarts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Hogwarts. I don't know. I like it. I like it. I think he's a fine champion. I'm trying to say he's a fine jam. <laughs> I think jam. he's. A, I think he's a good champion, but I do think that Angelina would have been an awesome choice. Oh yeah, I agree. Yeah, because she's Gryffindor. <laughs> <laughs> do we want to go to Lightning Bolt? Sure. We have a couple. <sighs> would you put your name Thank you. in the Goblet of Fire? <laughs> if yep. we'll just say, assuming you are of an age and you're able to. Yep. I would not. I probably would have. <laughs> I would not. Yeah, I probably would have. I would have been like, eh, I'll watch. <laughs> I'd have put my it. name in. I would have gotten it, and I would have won. Whoa. Would you be willing to try foreign foods at the feast? Yes. Some. Some of them. I, I don't probably eat not fish, just but saying. I would try other stuff. Uh, yeah. Um, I would have tried it. I mean, I, I'm pretty adventurous with trying food, so. Not as adventurous as me. Okay. I ate escargot once. Ugh, <laughs> how was that? It's so good. It's a test- <sighs> texture thing for me. I didn't like the texture. Mm. Um, <clears throat> would you try to get an autograph from Victor Crumb? No. no. Mm, I'd be scared. I'm just not. I don't know if I'd care enough. Yeah. I probably would. Yeah. I am so good at getting celebrity autographs. <laughs> how, how good are you with getting Dan Radcliffe? Really horrible. <laughs> Really bad with Dan Radcliffe's, but all of them. I've gotten James and Oliver Phelps. I've gotten Michael Gambon. Yeah, but how many of these did you pay for? Not Not, none of those. I didn't pay for those. Mm -hmm. Ivana Lynch. I got like two of her. Three, three. Ding. Out. It was real. No, the only ones that I've paid for are um, Bonnie Wright, Tom Felton, and Matthew Lewis, and Tom Felton, Tiffany O'Malley. She's paid for that one. But I did not pay for any of the others. I got those at the celebration back before it was really hard to get autographs at the celebration. When there was a celebration? Yeah. If the visiting students got sorted into houses, where do you think Fleur would have gone? Ravenclaw. Victor and Slytherin, duh. I think they do fit at the houses that they sat at, actually. I'm not going to lie. I think Victor is a Hufflepuff. (gasps) I'm down with that. Yeah, I don't think he's a Slytherin. He does. He has a very not that Slytherins don't have a good heart. No, you know what? I own a thousand. You know what I'm he's a loyal that. dude. He's. I think yeah. he's a Hufflepuff. I think yeah. so too. A Fleur, I think Ravenclaw. I think that or Slytherin. I was going to say or that. Slytherin. I yeah, was say that. Uh, I think Ravenclaw. I think a titch more Ravenclaw, but I could see her in Slytherin. Mm-hmm. Her ambition yeah. doesn't really strike me. Who in your life would have been under the lake in the second task? So essentially, your treasured possession <laughs> slash person. Iggy. <gasps> Not even Katie. Good <laughs> gosh. I'm kidding. It probably would be Katie. Why would be Miss what? Probably. Well, I think it could be you or Iggy or Teddy. Cats over people. We know how you are. My little fluff nuggets. All right. Well, mine would be the same, except not myself. You. <laughs> See? <laughs> I mean, and I don't, again, I'm, how can I don't you say that? They can't be me under the lake. Well, like, would your it sister could be like or your, your mom, mom. Eh. or Tiffany? Don't I sound so cool? My mom would be waiting for me under the lake. It's not the wrong. It part. doesn't have Possibly to be a significant Alana. other. I mean, yeah. like, I'm not saying it doesn't. Harry does. has Ron. What about we Jen? We don't know what they do. What about Jen? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Jessica calls it marital discord problems. <laughs> Just kidding. We're Tiff, good. would it be Marty or Alana? Alana. See? Gee, Iggy's my son. My God. 
I'm celebrating my friend friendiversary with my son Iggy on Facebook today. Oh my gosh. <laughs> You've been friends with him on Facebook for six years. <laughs> oh, you guys have any lightning bolt rounds? Not a lightning bolt round, but someone in here talked about if we heard the Warrington theory and I looked it up. Oh, I what is it? Honestly, I haven't read that yet. I'm sorry. So there's um a theory that says this is from Pop Sugar. It says get ready to breathe in. And breathe out. Harry Potter fans, a recent theory is sparking up a conversation on the internet on how the entire series could have changed. The single theory is based on one passage in Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire involving the most underrated Hogwarts house, Slytherin. And it says How this, are they the most underrated? Because people Everybody hate hates us it. for no reason. That doesn't mean you're underrated. Yeah, it does. Means people hate you. So the <laughs> speculation outlined by Tumblr user Crazy but perfectly sane, discusses the idea of Cassius Warrington of Slytherin being chosen to compete in the Triwizard Tournament instead of Cedric. Both characters would still continue to help each other throughout the book up until the very end when uh, Voldemort still decides to kill Warrington. The user discusses the possibility that this... that this might have united the Slytherins against Voldemort so they could have fought against him in the Battle of Hogwarts. Pretty, Pretty crazy, right? The entire post is below, so I'll read it. It's not terribly long. And the person goes, so I was rereading Harry Potter when I came across the thought, what if instead of Cedric Diggory, Cassius Warrington had been chosen to compete in the Triwizard Tournament? Who, where does Cassius Warren, Warrington come from? Is she mentioned in the book? Warrington is. Warrington. You, you missed that part of my section. Oh, Dean okay. and Seamus are talking. They're like, I heard Warrington. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay, okay, okay. Sorry. It says the big bloke that looks like a sloth. Uh, looks like a slither. Sloth. <laughs> <laughs> looks like a sloth. Um, oh, right. Okay. And it says, imagine Dumbledore calling out the name of the Hogwarts champion, and it isn't a Gryffindor or Ravenclaw or even a Hufflepuff. Hey. But it's a Slytherin. A student from a house most people hate. Imagine Cassius Warrington getting up, and three out of four houses are booing at him and shouting things like, no, or we can't have a Slytherin champion, or demanding a retry. But he's a Slytherin. He's been dealing with this bleep since he got sorted. So he keeps his head high and joins the other champions. Imagine Harry trying to catch Warrington alone because he doesn't really want to associate with Slytherins. Plus, Malfoy seems to be around the guy all the time now that he's the Hogwarts champion. But at the same time, he's also fair enough not to want him to walk into the first task unprepared. Imagine Warrington walking over to Harry a few months later and Ron and Hermione both jump into a protective stance, wands out, but instead of attacking Harry, he just tells him to stick the egg underwater because Slytherins don't forget those who have helped them out. Imagine Warrington and Harry helping each other out in the labyrinth. Imagine Harry being devastated when Peter kills Warrington because Voldemort doesn't care what house they're from. A spare is a spare. Imagine the uproar that causes among the Slytherins because some of their parents really are Death Eaters and they know what really happened. Imagine Slytherins fighting in the Battle of Hogwarts and shouting, this is for Cassius. Oh, that <sighs> I like the feels. It. And it says, however, the theory train didn't stop there. Um, another user, uh, Platonic Jacuzzi, <laughs> took it upon themselves to delve deeper into what Cassius's death would have mean um, to Slytherin, Hogwarts, and Harry. This would include Slytherins realizing that purebloods aren't safe from Voldemort, joining Dumbledore's army, and eventually facing off against he who must not be named at last. And the rest of the imagined storyline is below. Ooh. That? That's even longer, so I don't know if I want to read it all. 
Um, That's awesome, though. I'll copy and paste this into the doc, and then we can uh, post it. Post it, because yeah, yeah, sure. I'm into that a lot. And I was saying, after um, watching Cursed Child, that I loved the fact that we're reading this book when we're going to see it because it so much connects and it's like a good refresher. I mean, so yeah. much connects. It's the whole story, but like, it's a good refresher. I think yeah. that, um, you know, and we've talked about this a lot, but like Joe pushes those stereotypes of Hufflepuff and Slytherin mm-hmm. onto the readers. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, it's the stereotypes. It's, you know, you're reading about a kid who's basically going through high school and that it's going to be what it is and that's fine. But it would have been really nice to see her come up with a way to redeem Slytherin in the OG seven novels. And I think that um, I I just think that like I, I get the stigma. Like there is a lot of negative things that happen around Slytherin and with Slytherin. And like, I think that potentially is why I like Cursed Child so much. Mm-hmm. Um, even like, you know, I mean, I've been talking about it with you guys since before, like you two saw it. And I just think that the light that it sheds on Slytherin is awesome. And um, I mean, Granted, Albus and Scorpius do plenty of things that they shouldn't do and get in trouble, but but it shows that they are good people. Well, and Harry does a bunch of stuff that he's not supposed right. to, you know, right. and he's just looked because, because but he's we're glorified. Looking at him, yes, right. yeah. it's all about your perspective right. on any situation, you know. So uh, I think this would have been this would have been amazing, and it, like there's no. Not, you know, I do like, though, that she did choose to shine a bright light on Hufflepuff during this book. Mm -hmm. They needed Um, it, you know? Yeah, but, like, I feel like there could have, like, that could have happened in a different way, whereas, like, this would have totally changed the Slytherin's timeline. Yeah. Just completely. But it wasn't supposed to, you know what I mean? No. (laughs) (laughs) Well, she's also, like, shocked that people, she's like, why would you hate Hufflepuffs? Why would you think... It's like you, well, you made us. I'm not sure that she's necessarily shocked. I think she feels bad and she's trying to cover up. Just saying. <laughs> oh, maybe. But she created <laughs> those things. I mean, it was meant for us to think those things. You know, writers yeah, write. Definitely. In order to make us think things. She wanted us to hate Slytherins. She wanted us to think that Hufflepuff was a load of duffers. And now she wants to, you know, kind of switch and change that. But maybe she writes that way to challenge us. To see who's who's not gonna think that Slytherins are evil, who's not gonna you I know, think that disrespect Hufflepuffs. I think too though, again, as I said before, like we are reading this book from a child's perspective, mm-hmm. Harry's perspective, who is in Gryffindor, mm-hmm. the known rival of Slytherin. <laughs> Bless you. Bless the you. known rival of Slytherin. <laughs> Bless you. Thank you. Um so like she had to write things the way that she did. Like that's you know that's how Harry's going to perceive them, and it is what it is. Um, but that would have been a re- really cool redeeming, redeeming moment. Mm-hmm. For sure, for sure. I'm on board. Yeah, I like it a lot. All right, fan story. Yeah. Fan story. Okay. Fan story this fan story. week <laughs> comes from Kimberly. Hi guys, thank you so much for making this podcast. It's a bright spot in my week, and I'm always looking forward to the new episode coming out. To be honest, I don't remember how or when I started reading Harry Potter. I was always a reader as a kid, and I think at one point I picked them up and never put them down. 
As a kid, I worked at my family's farm stand, and every time I didn't have a customer, I would be reading and reading, finishing seven and starting one again. It was something that me and my friends could all really relate to. Harry Potter helped me get through the anxiety problems I didn't even know I had as a kid. I could easily and quickly dive into Harry's world rather than face up to the real-life stressors I was facing. Looking back, that's probably where a lot of my love and obsession came from, the swift escape. In college, I met my best friend when I approached a group on my second date and asked them what they were talking about. When they shamelessly said Harry Potter, I knew I had found my kind. Uh, I'm high, in high school, I went to see the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. The night before, I studied the map, and when we got there, I leapt out of the car and raced straight through Hogsmeade to the castle, where I immediately started crying. It was so overwhelming to see the embodiment of such an important place in my life that had, that had a key... What's, I'm confused as to how this was typed. I'm sorry. Embodiment of such an important place in my life that had not had had only existed had in only, the books and on screen. Okay, I'm gonna start that again. It was so overwhelming to see the embodiment of such an important place in my life that it only existed in the books and on screen. In adulthood, I strayed from Harry Potter, being distracted with marriage, family, and work, but I found your podcast while renovating my 1860s home and used it as my entertainment while stripping the paint off my staircase or putting insane amounts of primer on the walls trying to cover the wood paneling. (laughs) When I traveled to London with my sister in May, your podcast is what relit my passion for all things Harry Potter. You guided me to House of Mina Lima where I got some stunning prints from my dining room. I just want to say a very sincere thank you for bringing the childhood joy and enthusiasm back into my life. Listening to Swish and Flick reminds me of a conversation with my own friends, and it reminds me how important finding magic and excitement in your day is. Thank you for doing what you do, and don't let the muggles get you down. Kim. P.S. I'm a Slytherin. Woo-woo! P.S.S. If you're ever on Long Island and in wine country, reach out. I would love to treat you to a glass of wine and enjoy some Harry Potter talk. Oh, nice. that's very kind. Thank you so much for your story. Thank you, Kim. Like, thank honestly, you, thank you. Thank you. <sighs> I think Sarah said it maybe last episode or the one before that. Like, we don't feel worthy of your praise, but that. it means the world. Yeah, yes. definitely. Um, so, thank you for coming back into Potter. Thank you for your story, and I would love to have a glass of wine with you and talk some Potter. <laughs> yeah. All right. Oh, I'm yawning. <sighs> You can find Swish and Flick Podcast on Facebook. We're also on Twitter and Instagram at Swish Flick Cast. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel and then also follow us on Patreon. Join Patreon to get access to our Discord channel and to gain access to our bi-monthly episodes called The Felix Files. Um, you can find us there at patreon.com forward slash swishflickcast. And lastly, make sure that you check out our website, swishflickcast.com, to see all the info on us there and all of our merchandise. Mm-hmm. Super cool. I am not doing much besides being a mom and a wife and teacher. That's killing it to me. In person. That's doing a lot. Yeah. I hope I'm, by this time, when this comes out, I hope I've played more Majora's Mask. <laughs> I'm in the swamp, which is the first temple. (laughs) (laughs) You got this. Yeah. I really want to start Mario Odyssey. Let's do it today. Let's do it today. I would love to. When we get home from the orchestra. It's pretty good. I mean, as far as like 3D Mario's go, it's pretty good. Or we can bust out the GameCube games and play Mario Sunshine. We can just bust out the Wii and play Mario Sunshine on there. Pokemon. (sighs) Pokemon I will be Pokemon Sword. I'll be Shield. Um, follow my wedding design 
slash invitation design Instagram at whimsy wedding design. I'll be posting all the stuff that I've made and hopefully um, it'll probably link to like my Facebook page and stuff where I'll put some pricing and whatnot for invitation design. So if anybody needs any, I can also just do like digital ones and stuff and send them to you if you are overseas and don't want me to actually like print and assemble. I could just like send files for you to print. Yeah. So. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, go follow me and Meg on YouTube at Mean Street 9 and 3 quarters. If you want to see some cool vlogs, Potter stuff, Disney stuff, London, Scotland stuff. Also, we're going to begin vlogging our... Um, New York trip, right? Well, yeah, I have a vlog for our New York trip. That's going to go on Swish and Flicks YouTube. But on our page, Main Street 9 and 3 quarters, in a couple weeks' time from when this airs, we're going to start vlogging our fertility journey mm-hmm. as a same-sex couple. So if anybody finds that interesting, you can Check watch that there. I couldn't find a lot of stuff on it out in the tube of you, so I figured maybe we should give it to people. I'm sure people are going to love it. I hope so. Because it's quite a different experience than a normal couple. And even if not, we'll love to keep it documented. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah, normal's relative. It's quite different than a (laughs) heterosexual (laughs) relationship. There you (laughs) go. What about you, Sarah? Did you guys finish your stuff? Yeah. Um, I'm not really doing much with my life. Coming back, just got back from uh, California by the time this comes out. And then my birthday's coming up. Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo! Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think if I've done anything or read anything lately. Hopefully I've finished another book by the time this comes out, because it's in a month from when we're recording this. You got some long flights you can read on those. <sighs> there you go. Yeah. So we'll see. Just trying to live my life to schools and stuff because it's stressful and uh, we'll see what happens who knows what I'll be in a month it's a a good chunk of time yeah yeah we're all gonna be pretty busy so we had to do these early Mm -hmm. yep 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 that concludes this week's episode thank you so much for listening and don't let the muggles get you down (gasps) amazing my voice <laughs> You're talking. You're so cute. Look at you. You're a pro. You a natural. Yeah. You I don't taste good. It's gross. <laughs> She's like, I'm not gonna listen to you. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna lick it now. <laughs> what do you have to say? Goblet of fire. Sweet pig! Hmm? Hello. Hi.